0: You're listening to 85 Yards, the sports podcast for average sports fans by average sports fans. So pour a glass and join us as we take you 85 yards through the heart of the South.
1: Is it like, um, is it like a, um,
0: looks like a bourbon. liqueur bourbon? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bourbon. Um, smoke Wagon, small batch, straight bourbon whiskey out of Las Vegas. 50% you, alcohol.
1: You have been Apparently,
0: like, they only come out with it, like, once a year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, like, the only... This was like the the first batch that my liquor store had gotten, and they, he said that's the only one they're going to get. But I just want to I want to get the sound.
1: That's the sound of success. Just going to empty it. Oh god, you poured the whole bottle in there.
0: <laughs> I mean, what was left? That's not even
1: a tra- <laughs> That's like that's a full
0: glass of whiskey. Or bourbon. This is a um, standard serving.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna be one of these people that uh that act like they enjoy the taste of whiskey and bourbon. I it tastes like motor oil and I just there's I can't
0: do it. So hey amen. To each his own. Oh, it, it no. took a while. Like we've talked about it. It took a while yeah, for the I'm, I'm not acclimated to the taste. I'm
1: definitely in the minority for sure on that. It, literally everybody I know likes bourbon. So we do live in West Virginia, so right, exactly. When in Rome, yeah. So, yeah. looking forward to this weekend, dude. Um, obviously, the shield ended, Man. and I have, I ha, You know what I want to talk about. You <laughs> know what I want to talk about.
0: Well, uh, I didn't watch the game. So I didn't, I didn't get to watch it. So I didn't, I didn't see what happened, but I heard about what happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I mean, I guess my question is why, why does it outrage you so much? It,
1: I've never in my life seen what I watched unfold the evening on Sunday which I believe was the third. In fact, it was. So on January 3rd, 2021, I witnessed something. I thought I saw it all in 2020. And then in 2021, very shortly into it, made me realize you ain't seen shit yet. I watched a fucking coach intentionally lose a game in the fourth quarter of said game. Those of you who don't know, Redskins, sorry, Washington football team are playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. If the Eagles, the winner, if the Eagles beat the Skins, the Giants are then in the playoffs. And if the Washington football team wins the game, they are then in the playoffs. So it's a huge deal. So the Eagles are playing tit for tat. I mean, it's back and forth the entire time. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts, the rookie quarterback, obviously looks great throughout the game. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting here with one of my buddies, and we're watching the game. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, Nate Sudfeld comes in. And I was like, who's this fucking Palooka? And so, he comes in. Palooka? He comes in,
0: and yes. I feel (laughs) like you didn't actually say that word, but part of me actually believes that you did.
1: Oh, it's a a Palooka. Look at uh, Urban Dictionary. Palooka. So... um, Comes in the game and probably the most just hopeless man I've ever seen take snaps at quarterback. Look like he literally, I have no clue how he played collegiate football. That you can't tell me there aren't better options out there than Nate fucking Sudfeld. So, anyways, so they don't say much. They go three and out. In the second possession, his stupid ass trouts back out there. And Collinsworth and Al Michaels start talking. And they're like, "Ah, Jalen Hurts is on the sideline. He's just still in his pads, like not really sure what's going on. So then they flash over and everybody's pissed on the Eagles. They look at everybody's face. Everybody's mad. Jalen Hurts (laughs) just sees there and he mouths, this is not right. He just mouths that as they say that. that. Yeah. So essentially what had happened is, is that Doug Peterson decided to throw the game in the fourth quarter of a game. Now, I'm so pissed because I was the dumbass that took the money line for the Eagles because I loved them in that game. I thought they would actually win. And so that obviously, I would have been outraged, but nowhere near the rage that I felt watching money be set on fire because, and that's where it outrages me so much. That is the first And I would argue the last time you will ever see that happen because there's way too much money on the line nowadays with this being legalized. And the NFL does not, that is not a good look for them preaching to everybody like, oh, hey, you know, anything can happen. We play to the whistle, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have a team out there just openly trying to put themselves in a position to lose a game. If you wanted to lose the fucking game, forfeit, the motherfucker earlier that day. Just say we ain't playing. We don't want to play. And if you wanted to lose that fucking game, why did you run Jalen Hurts out there at all to start the game? Why would you not put out just Nate fucking Sud? I could take Nate Sudfeld in a fist fight. I'm gonna say that right now. I could take that go to college. I we're gonna look. I wish I had I'm a Jamie it up right now. Yeah, I'm gonna say douchebag you. So either way, <laughs> douchebag you. Deuce peg you. I'm going to say it was it. Wow. <laughs> Are you serious? I know. I do not remember him <laughs> at Indiana.
0: I don't know. Either. He might have been because it also says, I mean, is, that a, is Modesto Christian School uh high school? I think so. Yeah. Or did he transfer?
1: I'm not sure. It just says six round pick in the 2016 yeah, draft it. from Indiana. It's, um, a, it's
0: a fucking whole, like, prep academy it's preschool to 12th grade so just a sheltered chad looking motherfucker
1: and so if you wanted to lose the game don't even take the field but they didn't they put jalen hurts in the jalen hurts was just doing too fucking well so in the fourth quarter of a game but
0: he wasn't doing well though i'm looking at his stats right here he He was was not seven of 20 for 72 yards and an interception are you going to tell me that Nate Sudfeld is a better option. He didn't do better. He didn't Hertz. do better. But I'm saying you've said a couple times now that that Jalen Hurts was playing Ryan. really well that game Ryan. when he had a QBR of 44 and a half and a rating of 25.4. Ryan, he was running all
1: over them. QBR does not for the type of quarterback Jalen Hurts is that does not spell out the whole entire story of how he played as quarterback. Eight Did he played good for no. 34
0: yards. Okay, so he here's two touchdowns. Two. Okay, That'd pretty pretty daggone good. Here's the other thing too, and and I, I was listening to, I think like Keyshawn and Will on my way to the gym in the morning because it's the only thing on the radio, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and one of the other things that was said was also like, okay, one, you're you're out of it, obviously. So if you're trying to decide whether or not you want to keep Carson Wentz as your franchise quarterback or try and move him and keep Jalen Hurts as your franchise quarterback, you have also have to see what you have behind him. So putting Nate Sudfeld in, maybe you get some of that. Do I think that's what they did? No, I don't. But that's an interesting way to look at it. Also, they went up three spots in the draft by losing that game. <laughs> but does 6-9 to nine make... Just a massive difference. They're not in play
1: for a quarterback. If they were needing a quarterback, it would make sense to me. Oh, now you're going to get that left outside linebacker from Georgia instead of the one from Notre Dame or just, you know, whoever, you know, you're going to get. You're going to get a starter likely at six and nine anyways. What? Saying. Nate, fucking sud find out what we have in nate fucking sudfeld find out what we have well i got i got news for you colin cowherd said it best i've seen three drives of nate sudfeld and see all i fucking need to know you probably you would have known that too throughout the season he ain't exactly splitting the football atom
0: when it comes to here's the thing if if you're are you so you I guess you're outraged more that the Gi- that the, the Eagles did it in general not that they did it to keep out the Giants, right? I'm more outraged
1: that I watched a team specifically try <laughs> to lose a game. That's what I'm outraged about. Because that compromises the integrity of the game that when we strap him up. Think about Jason Kelsey could barely walk. It may have been his last game at center for the Philadelphia Eagles after a storied career. Fucking Miles Sanders goes on Philadelphia morning radio and said nobody was in favor of that move at all. And he lost the lock. Doug Peterson lost the locker room for that. So, I mean... Hope, hope that worked out for you because, dude, if I'm out there and it's fucking cold and I'm playing to win, think about what that does to jumpstart an offseason for you. Yeah, we sucked, but the last couple of games, we kind of got it together. We won. You know, we we ended up making sure the... Football team didn't get into the playoffs. You know, Jalen Hurts, young quarterback, got some confidence that last week, got a win. That, that I mean, that's something you can rally around. How, how's a rally and cry going to be for like, yeah, oh, what was the last memory of last season? Oh, yeah, in the fourth quarter in a one-possession game, we just said, fuck it, and just decided that, you know, we're just going to lose the game to gain three spots in a draft. Not even for a quarterback. Protect,
0: you're trying to protect
1: Jalen Hurts, man. You're not protecting he's protect shit. Him. He's going to get better to play. Play the game. You get better is playing. With
0: his ears pinned back, trying to get that playoff spot.
1: Yeah, Nate Sudfeld knows he was coming with his ears pinned back right there. Who's better to get away from him than Jalen Hurts, who can actually run? Nate Sudfeld, that the poor man looked like he was going to go fucking. Looked like he was going to audit my taxes. Didn't look like he could throw a ball, but by God, he looked like he'd work for the IRS. I'm. I wonder appalled. If he got his degree in accounting. I'd be very interested to know that. It, I'm just appalled more so. If you want to lose the game and protect everybody, fucking forfeit, bunch of pussies. Then then they, like, don't even activate Jalen Hurst. Just say, ah, yeah, he's got the shits. You know, just put that in the injury report. The shits. He's got the shits. He just can't start because he's got the shits. I'm, I'm know, still well, hot. Just i just dropped
0: something. That- Do what? Was my wife? I think Haley just like <laughs> dropped numerous things in the bathroom. Damn, she alive? So, I mean, she sounds like she's moving. She sounds moving. So, <laughs> so that's my stance. That's that's the big story that I I I. I'm not out. I mean, I'm not that outraged by it. So, I guess that's kind of where I differ from you. Is like, it just it, to me, I don't I don't care, right? Like, I don't care that you did it. Like, if that's your decision, great. Like, it's probably not the right decision, but guess what? That's you're the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, and you get to make those decisions. And whatever your reasoning for it is, that's your reasoning for it. And it might cost you your job. You know, it might it might lose you a locker room, and that's something that you have to like live with and kind of, I guess, work around if you do make that decision. But if that's what you want to do, fuck it, do it. Like, then everybody. Me because because. No, well, not everybody would do it because Did everybody, everybody else,
1: that sucks just tank, just tank, tank. I mean, we blow tank,
0: fucking do. The Jaguars literally just sent everybody on their team away. They just traded everybody so that they could get the first overall pick.
1: I, I fuck with that. If you just want to take all the good players out and <laughs> at least try tanking. to fucking win, no, take all that's the good tanking. players out and actually have them play. I respect that way more than just being like no, no, no. We're just, yeah, let's just take out Jalen
0: Hurts. So he took Maybe. out one player. It's not like he put in all the of his most reserves.
1: important player on the field.
0: I'm saying a quarterback. He everybody else in.
1: I just don't know how you look your team in the eyes whenever you say, like, all through the season, like,
0: fight to the end, kill, go out how there do and do it what for he's me. Saying, though. Go there, he could have been the whole season just like, whatever. <laughs> then then I, I,
1: I said it and I am not I'm not this kind of guy. I would have hit him in his fucking face. if I was a t- if I was a player on that team, I would have walked in there and be like, I don't care that you're 65 years old. I will punch you square in the mouth for pulling that shit Now because then he then they interview him afterward and he was like, well, you know, we were trying to win the game. I thought Nate, you know earned some snaps. okay, timeout. That's not the fucking same thing. Trying to win the game, and Nate deserved some snaps because of the work that he put in are not the same. I, I put my buddy league bench in at the end of the year playing youth peewee basketball because they put in the fucking time. Does that mean I'm trying to win? Fuck no, it doesn't. I'd play the five stud kids and put the losers on the bench in the game to get the playing time because they earned it. So we're not trying to do the same thing here. I,
0: I'm pissed. Doug Peterson, I'm pissed. Imagine, Imagine if you were a Giants fan. Oh my! I would be <laughs> seething.
1: Can you imagine?
0: What if the Steelers did that to you with like the at Ravens the or something? At the same time, though. At the same time, though, like if I was a Giants fan, like it would probably piss me off. But at the same time, you got to be better than six and ten.
1: That's like, fair too. You
0: want to get a playoff spot? Like you can't win six games and expect to win your division every year. Now, the fact that you were in position to do that is ridiculous in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't have even been afforded that opportunity because you have to win games. If you're not winning games, then honestly, like, shouldn't even be available to you. So if I'm a Giants fan, I think I would be more upset that my team went 6-10 than my team was booted out of the playoffs because the fucking Eagles pulled some fuckery. I agree, the division yeah. shit, so, like, nobody
1: needs to be losing sleep <clears throat> over that. I just don't, like, I'm a precedent guy. I am a precedent guy in all aspects. Is it the end of the world what the Eagles did? No, no one's really going to remember it. But you give somebody an inch, they take a mile. And I just don't want to be watching games on Red Zone in the years to come because the first person through the door always gets bloody. So if Doug Peterson's like getting all the hay, getting all the shit, and in five, six years from now, we're watching eight teams just be shitty on purpose— it's a fucking quarter of the league. I don't want to see that that's, shit.
0: That's assuming that that other teams are going to follow suit and do the same thing. It, it's been. We just saw one. They've been able. They've been able to do that for how long now? The, for the entire you, existence of the NFL, of the game, right? Yes, you're allowed for to do the entire that. existence, and this is the first time that we've seen it to be like blatantly obvious like that. Twenty so twenty was a year like first of a sudden, for everything. It's not like all of a sudden. Every single NFL team is just going to say, you know what? We don't want to win games this year. We're just going to tank so that we can pick up this guy that we have no idea if he's actually going to be successful or not. It's not going to happen Uh, because um, they are professional players that are still going to go out and play professionally, get paid to win the games. Because look, if you're Doug Peterson and you continue to do that or you make decisions like that, guess what? You're not going to have a job.
1: I've seen things in 2020 that I never thought I'd see. And like I said, now we're in 2021 and I saw a coach purposefully
0: try to lose I, a game. I just think you're you're setting fire to the bench before it's even warm.
1: Burn the boats, Cortez. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> you set me up for that one good. You set
1: me up Jesus for that one Christ. good. I know. All right, what do you want to talk about? That's enough. That's enough of that. What'd you see from this weekend? What's making think? I mean, I am shocked you haven't brought it up once yet.
0: What the Browns? Yeah, making the playoffs. Yeah, for the first time in eighteen years. How elated were you from that? <clears throat> well, I mean, I thought we were gonna do the most Browns thing. In history, and just fucking hand that game over because we very, how was that? Close? Very, uh, we tried really hard to yes. get that game away, um, to fucking Mason Rudolph and the Steelers B squad. Like, so in, in my mind, like watching it, you know, we went up what 24 to seven, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was like, hell yeah, like, let's go, let's go, and then all of a sudden. It's fourth quarter, uh, and Steelers got the ball. It's what's 24 to 16, and mm. they score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, fantastic. Like, they're going to get this two point conversion. They'll get the onside kick. They'll drive, kick a field goal, and win, or it'll go to overtime, and they'll get the ball first, and they'll drive and win. Like, mm. it's just that's the luck of the Browns. Luckily, that didn't happen. <laughs> but now we've got to go into. The first round of the playoffs, play the Steelers at full strength while Kevin Stefanski is not going to be able to coach because of COVID. We're going to have other players out because of COVID. Who knows if we get Denzel Ward back or Greedy Williams back? So we might be out those two. If they come back, like I, I, I like our defensive chances better, but we, I mean, the defense hasn't been healthy all year. And like realistically, do I think we have a chance to beat the the Steelers? I think there's a possibility, but it's not a good one. Um, I just, like, I'm elated that we're in the playoffs, but I'm not, I'm not, um, I guess... Expecting much. Yeah, like, I'm really not. And that's frustrating because I haven't had this opportunity very much. (laughs) You know, so it's like, if, if, if we had made the playoffs and I could sit back and be like, Oh man, like we I feel could really win good about our game. chances. Like yeah, we could win at least a game, like get to the get to the uh, divisional round, like that, that could be good. And then and now it's just like, I mean, I, if we get like if we keep it competitive, I'll be happy. But who knows? I mean, it's a step in the right direction. Like you're not going to turn everything around with a franchise with a franchise like the Browns in a year, or so the fact that we are in this position is good. Uh it's just okay now How does Stefanski build off of that in the draft? How do we, you know, look to add pieces in the offseason? Like, what do we look like next year? Because if it's more of the same, then that's very frustrating. For sure. if you can continue to build off of it and win the division, like we talked about it a couple weeks ago, I think, but like the Browns have crossed over one hump of being able to beat the average team in the NFL, but now it's crossing over the hump of being able to beat the teams that matter. So, like, being able to win the division, being able to beat the Ravens and the Steelers, being able to compete with, like, the Chiefs and the Saints and the the Packers. And, like, can you get to that level within a year or two? I hope so. And this year's kind of proved that, that Stefanski was the right hire, I think. But, man, I don't... I just really don't want to believe Baker Mayfield is the guy. He, he but he I hasn't guess, really he's given me a lot to 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 like prove that he's not. <laughs> he's like done just enough to like get us to this point. He's and Case so like, Keenum.
1: He's Case Keenum. All right, well, Case s- Keenum's his
0: backup. <laughs>
1: not a good that, sign. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. You do know so Vegas did a projection to the spread of what Baker Mayfield is worth with Case Keenum. How big of an adjustment do you think it is in the spread with the quarterback being the most important position and no other position player in the NFL is worth more than a point other than quarterback? What do you think the point differential is Vegas wise between Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum for a spread? Three. One and a
0: half Vegas numbers. I went heavy. I was like, he's, he's thrown out a number. It's got to be drastic. So, so
1: one and <laughs> a half. That's Vegas don't see much difference at all in Baker Mayfield than Case Keenum. He's obviously better, but that's always been my argument with Baker Mayfield. This is the best roster in football. I don't even think it's close. Because think about this. They did all this without OBJ. And I know for the offense, it's actually been kind of better since he's been gone. It's less clunky and less forcing it to him. But let's just look at the depth chart. That defense is amazing. Defensive line is excellent. The offensive line, pro football focus, number two offensive line in football. They've got Chubb, who's... I don't know why Chubb doesn't get more love as a top five running back in the NFL. And then, oh yeah, hey, you get sick of tackling him, here's Kareem Hunt. They've got weapons out the ass Mm -hmm. and they've literally, if you give them any other, you put Deshaun Watson on this team, my God, this team is a Super Bowl winner. I mean, it's just true. You take take Ryan Mm -hmm. Tannehill, put Ryan Tannehill on this fucking team. Uh, it, it's I mean kind of similar to the team they're very similar to yeah. the Titans for the most part so I mean like you just it, it's It's just not working I don't have and I, I want to get here in a minute I want to get your pickpockets uh, I'm sure you looked at some of the stuff for this weekend for these I, NFL I games really. no you didn't the one game that I actually kind of... Uh, there's only one... There's only two, actually, that I have good reads on. The Steelers minus six. I it, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be really bad. And, like, I, that's the only one that I even kind of have a semblance of. So, you're right. It's a step in the right direction. You've got the right coach. what Stefanski's been... Co- Stefanski's coach of the year, in my opinion.
0: So, I agree. I, I mean, I don't know... How you would put anybody? <clears throat> I mean, I guess maybe Ron like, Rivera, maybe. Not even I, like I would put Flores before I would, before I would say Rivera. Like, I mean, granted they missed the playoffs, but like they, they turned around uh, with a roster that is probably should not have been turned around that quickly. You know what I mean? And like got a winning season and played. Exceptionally well on defense for for the majority of the year, like
1: other <clears throat> than other than he Byron would be Jones, the other one to me, yeah. Other than Byron Jones, you can't name anybody on that defense, and it was a top five defense. That's right. that's
0: coaching. So he would be probably my second, but I, I agree. I think Stefanski is probably the coach of the year, um, just because of what he's been able to do. Now the question is, like I said, okay, so. Maybe if, if Baker's not, then what do you do? Like, are you going to look and try and pick somebody in a later run in that draft? Like, and, you know, or maybe try and develop for a year, two years, and see what you have with Baker with this roster or, like, so you're going to lose people in the offseason. It's just going to happen. But you're also going to get some pieces back that are healthy, so, like, it's, it's a give and take. So I'm curious to see what... The front office does this off season to keep this team like firing like this um, and if they can be successful again next year then then it's okay what do we look at as far as where we can get better and then I think it's okay once Baker's had a couple years on, in the same offense you have a better understanding of whether or not you need to look to somebody else right? because he hasn't had that to this point in his career Agreed. I,
1: I def, I mean, I'm still, I give him another year. I give him another year and I run it back next year and just see if it gets better. But after next year, that's the end of the Baker string that I would have if I was, if I was upper higher ups in management, I would look at potentially trading two, two or firsts and trying to get a quarterback because you got the roster and you got the bones and the mm. skeleton and the foundation of a really good football team, so they built it the right way through the offensive line and the defensive line. So you know that would be that would be my uh, my direction here's, to go in.
0: Here is a couple I like. Um, I like the Bills minus six and a half. Thought about that too. It's a I mean, lot, I think though. they can they can pull off a touchdown at home against the Colts. I mean, the Colts have. Kind of been faltering towards the end of the season too. So Bills have looked really good at coming into the postseason. So yeah, I like that. I don't hate Rams plus three and a five, three and a half. I it. thought
1: that too. Thought that too.
0: Um, I like Tampa Bay
1: minus nine. Don't I don't. Hate, also, don't hate Titans plus three and a half. That was the other one. The t- the two <laughs> games that I really really liked. Titans plus three and a half and Steelers minus six. Those are the those are the two that I have a really good feel on. Everything else, I don't really, I don't have that strong of an opinion on. I agree with you. I lean the Rams, yeah. lean the Bills.
0: But if I'm if I'm picking two, I would pick Titans plus three and a half and Bills minus six and a half. If I was picking two, to say like I feel really good about this, I like the Steelers minus six as well. Again, being full strength at home. I think they can pull off win a touchdown by a touchdown. Win, you know, uh, I'd
1: agree. I'd agree. But who
0: knows? I mean,
1: three wild card games on each day. I mean, it's nuts, man. Like we get three wild card games, and the, they stagger them perfectly. Like one o'clock, four forty-five, eight thirty. Like they're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna then, do this right.
0: And then yeah. we get to hopefully Monday. National Championship, Alabama versus them Buckeyes. Them Buckeyes. So we gonna do this. We gonna get into it now. Oh yeah. All 100%. right.
1: So I've been walking around grinning from fucking ear
0: <laughs> to ear for Dude, about five watched, six I've, days. I've watched the game three times, including <laughs> yeah, including right. including, the, including on the first. <laughs> I've rewatched it twice after the first. Damn! Just, just because, like, it's just is just so pleasing. I've never felt so good. I've never given a a
1: performance in a plus before, but it was flawless. Like it couldn't it couldn't have been any better. They yeah. had like thirty eight yards rushing. Like they like mm-hmm. etm wasn't shit in his big ass forehead. ETN looks like Megamon. I can't I can't not see, unsee
0: it. There was there was a there was a meme that said like it was a picture side by side picture of ETN and then it was on the other side was the picture of Sermon where he's like looking at the camera. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it said the uh, uh the guy she tells you not to worry about <laughs> versus <laughs> versus, <laughs> versus the guy <laughs> they do.
1: Dude. Yeah. A, l- a couple of the players were saying that they were like talking about when they would hit Trevor Lawrence, he would like moan and wince like when they would hit him, like he would be like, oh, like he would like, he'd go, oh, uh. which side note, have you seen the Jerry Goff videos? Jerry Goff does that too. Jared Goff Doesn't sounds he? like he's about to cry when he gets hit. Yeah. And like, so anyways, a couple of the Ohio State players were just like, he don't, he don't like getting hit. And I know he's a can not miss prospect, but he's kind of well, a pretty boy. Was,
0: man, I was I was talking to somebody about it during the game in mean, the end of the game. It's kind of weird that he hasn't really gotten better. He's just, really he's just been really good. He's just been really good the whole
1: time. Yeah.
0: But he hasn't really changed or adapted his game to be better. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's just weird. And and it doesn't necessarily make me feel good about, you're going to go into the NFL now. Like, you need to have the ability to change your game. And you need to show that in what you do in college. Like, Justin Fields has done that. You know, like, he's... <sighs> has he ever... He's, he's put forth a lot of effort in in changing his game to adapt and and like learn and I guess fix some of his deficiencies, right? And like, I don't know, I just haven't seen that. And it's just weird to me. And maybe it is just because he's been this quote unquote generational talent, but he's also been told that for so long. So it's like, to me, it's like a, a, what was it? Bo in draft day. Yeah, I know <laughs> uh, the the can't miss kid, from the defensive Wisconsin. end or whatever. Yeah, no, he's a quarterback. He's no, a quarterback. the defensive uh, kid was from Ohio State. Yeah, well, that was yeah. He was the linebacker.
1: Linebacker, um,
0: right? R.I.P. Patrick Bozeman. Um, Chadwick Bosman. Chadwick Bozeman. I don't know why Patrick. I said Patrick. Patrick Dempsey. So, <laughs> so I don't seem like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> um. Uh. Chadwick Bozeman, RIP. But uh, it was the the quarterback from Wisconsin, the guy that he hit that everybody said he was the first overall pick. Like, don't worry about it. He He's going to be the best pro since Joe Montana. <laughs> like, is Bo something? And, but then at one point in the movie, they're like, ask him why nobody came to his 21st birthday party. Like he just didn't have friends you know and like yeah. you saw it on the field like he would get flustered and he couldn't like then they started figuring that out well it kind of feels like that to me where it's like all right he's this can't miss prospect that's amazing and that can make every throw and that you shouldn't even question but then it's like okay is is there some intangible that is going to hinder his ability to translate into the pros Mm. I, I, going, I, going from high school to college is, is completely different thing than it is going from college to pro he he steps in and sets the world on fire immediately everybody goes oh my god if he's this as
1: a freshman and then he had a great sophomore year and and <clears> I mean like he's good like he's really good He's he deserves to be the number one overall pick I'm not if Baker Mayfield's the number one overall pick uh, Trevor Lawrence yeah. definitely deserves to be having said that I was kind of I was kind of felt gypped a little bit. I, I, I thought he was better than that. And they don't have the same weapons. And look, and that's what I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to your key takeaways. My key takeaway from that is that ain't the same team that we played last year. It's not. They're not, no. they're not as no. good. Um, and so quit propping up to me that they're so world beaten. Nobody can beat them. They just had a really good quarterback. That secondary is trash trash. And look, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are going to definitely be pros. So, I mean, like, there's, you know, you have that going for them, too. Yeah, the the two takeaways that I had was that Clemson team wasn't really that good, and they, they're they a bully. They're, it's exactly what they are. They're a bully. <clears throat> they they get up on you. They just think, oh, we're Clemson, Dabo, Trevor Lawrence, we're so good. We've got all this success. And then you punch him in the face, and then the bully starts going, uh, whenever they were tackling, him. I mean, I heard a couple different players say that like, he was, he was like, they were tweeting like, yeah, he was like cry, He was like bitching basically like just that it was, he was getting hurt and shit like that. Then the other takeaway was I, I like, I feel like I have to apologize to Justin because <laughs> like, I like, it's not fair because in two of the six games we played in this year, like he wasn't very good mm-hmm. at all. And so it's a, it's the product of a small sample size. But like, it's just like, it's just like when you're you're married and your spouse comes through for you and you're kind of taken back and then your spouse is like, when have I failed you ever? And so that's kind of what it is like with Justin. So Justin, I'm Man, sorry. He was borderline perfect. 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 That interception that he threw his arm got hit too. Like that was going yeah. out of bounds. So like, I don't even really count that. He, Ryan, he was perfect. Not only was he perfect, he took a WWE spear from Goldberg to the ribs, yeah, and he like <clears throat> laid there for a bit, and then he
0: came right back in and didn't he miss missed, a beat. He missed a play, missed a play, came mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. and was and was fucking torched him, literally. And I don't care what I don't care what anybody says that was a targeting, a, a hundred. Hundred percent was
1: he lowered his head. It was the definition of the rule.
0: It's forcible contact with the crown of the helmet. It doesn't have to be in the head. Doesn't have to be anything like that. It's forcible contact with the crown of the helmet. If if you're going to say that it was only targeting because he twisted into the play, then you have to also then come out and say that Sean Wade's targeting was only targeting because Trevor Lawrence dropped into the play, mm-hmm. like. You can't sit here and say that one is and one's not because they're essentially the same play. And it it was just so satisfying that that happened. And then also there was the questionable catch interception at the end of the game that was obviously an interception because he had not maintained any sort of con- or uh, control with that mm-hmm. catch. Right. Like <clears throat> and then that that stayed in our favor. Like it was, it was honestly, it was the perfect way it was per- that I wanted this game to go. It was perfect. And
1: what did I say? <laughs> I said they're gonna come out and they're gonna take the lead early. I knew that. I knew that they would, see Bob. I knew that they would uh they would Hi, have rides uh, <laughs> by <laughs> <laughs> later. Um so yeah, he said, um, so you know, like when they excuse me, sorry. I knew it. And they came out on that opening drive, and I'm not gonna lie, when they scored on that opening drive, I was like, shit, <laughs> like this, yep. this is uh, not gonna, but, and then and we like go- it,
0: I mean, we talked about it, like y- that's gonna happen, right? And it's a good and, team, like,
1: they've got those plays scripted, they've ran them yeah, all week.
0: You, you always do that, that's why it's so hard to stop a, a good team on opening drives, is because it's scripted, they know exactly what they want to do, and they've literally practiced that exact sequence just over and over and over and over so they're gonna execute it well. It's hard to stop. So like I wasn't worried but I, I knew that that shit was gonna happen mm-hmm. when we didn't score <laughs> on our first drive three now I was a little worried but then obviously things picked up But, yeah like I mean we talked about it I told you I thought we were gonna come out we were gonna be a little bit too excited. We we're gonna be a little bit too emotional. We would go down early. We would then come back, take a halftime lead. I didn't think it was going to be fucking 35 to... Yeah, well, 35 to what did they have? 14, 35 to 14, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just went back and forth in the second half. You exchange touchdowns and still win by 21. So it's like, I don't know. Again, it was just, it was just, oh, it was so satisfying. It
1: was so satisfying. It was so great. I mean, just, you know, and look, hats off to Clemson. I mean, 0-4 before that. Like, you got to fucking beat them. You got to beat them. And and I don't want to get into a Michigan-Ohio State rivalry where it's, one-sided rivalry, basically like you got to beat us every now and then to right. make it a rivalry. And I know we're just every bit as good as that Clemson team. And I think because Clemson's had so much success against us, like I really do think Dabo meant his comments. I don't think he thinks we were that good. Like I, I, I like, and we had to show them that like, no, we're on your level. Like we've won yep. eight national championships. Got it. Just storied years of success. We are <clears throat> after that win, the number one? Did you see where the number one win percentage of all yeah. time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <clears throat> so. Yeah, that's us. And so it just—it was such a Christian. It was such a fun game. It was long as shit. It was like, yeah,
0: f- it was like four hours. Well, I mean, that's it uh, happens when. Well, one, I mean, it happens also because it's a playoff game. They're going to take a ton of commercial breaks. They're going to try mm. and fill no as kid. much time as they can so that they can get sponsorship deal money and, like, all of this kind of shit. So I get it. It's the same thing as the Super Bowl. Like, they're just going to drag it out as long as they can, so they're going to take every commercial break they can. Like, I think there was an instance where they went to commercial break, came back, had a play, commercial, <laughs> and then there was, like, an injury timeout, and so they went back to commercial. I was yep. like, my God, man. Like, commercial fest 2021. Christ. Um I watched the all twenty two though mm. on that was the the third replay that I watched and they don't they go to commercial, but they don't like show replays in between plays mm. or anything like that. so you see people running off and on the the field and getting set up and line up and like you see more of what is going on like that you don't get to see during the broadcast mm. so that was pretty cool um but yeah, it's like. I mean, granted, I think Clemson definitely missed Nolan Turner. They definitely in the first half. They definitely missed Skalski the when he got half. ejected. So like, they were down key players. Ohio State was down key players too without Harry Miller, um, and uh, who else did we missed? Zach Harrison was out as well. Master Teague was out. Which Tyler Mayan Friday was Williams too, in. wasn't he? Uh, yeah, Tyler Friday was out. Uh, but Mayan Williams came in and. Looked really solid. Uh, I thought Matt uh, Matthew Jones mm-hmm. played phenomenal. I, I'm using Harry Miller. I'm waiting. And I think f- I'm waiting I think for Paris Johnson looked even better when he came in when Matt Jones went out. And then Matt Jones came back, but Paris Johnson's a true freshman and he looked f- fantastic. he's I think a tackle prospect long term, but he was playing guard and just fucking straight drove a dude. Into the ground. And I know you're waiting for me to talk about Werner and Hill. I was gonna
1: wonder how long we had to get
0: <laughs> to your boy, how many people you had to rattle off well, before you
1: could say, give your boy love. They like I said,
0: Pete he Warner, was, I've loved him ever I've loved him all year long.
1: Oh, you have he was <laughs> smacking heads that game. Yeah. I was he was definitely who I would consider like the enforcer. He was knocking the well, shit.
0: What I was worried about. Was exactly what happened on that first drive when they had Travis Etienne in space against Tough Borland. Tough Borland had to try and track him and just couldn't do it. (laughs) Couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, and that was my worry was that they were going to get that matchup more often than they did. And they did a really good job defensively of making sure that they had a Browning or a Werner or a Hilliard. Justin Hilliard's played phenomenal these last Mm. two weeks, and like I'm. He's a six-year senior, hasn't had much time to get on the field. So, like, I'm him and Jonathan Cooper. I feel really good about just because they've tried for years to get on the field and just like haven't been able to. Just so many good people, and like they've played phenomenal this year. And Hilliard, he could probably come back with this um, with the NCAA ruling. You know that this year doesn't essentially count. Yeah. So I hope he does. Seven years. (laughs) Bro, he could. What? You said six years Seven years playing? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Seven years. be ridiculous. (laughs) Um, My God. I think he he would be huge because if he can play the same way against Alabama, like he was coming off blocks. He was tracking in space on, on the outside and like for jet sweeps and screens. And I mean, like he was virtually unblockable. Like, I think it was a screen pass that they had where he literally just kept his eyes on the backfield, watched it. Dude was coming to block him, and he he just, like, swim-moved him. Like, he had seen him the whole time when he wasn't even looking at him and just swim-moved him and made the tackle. And it was like, man, one, where was that all year? And two, keep that shit up because we're going to need that next week against Alabama.
1: The biggest thing that I took is they were very prepared hats off to the coaching. I mean, you can't, there's Mm. just not enough praise to go around because everybody did exactly what they were supposed to do. And that was what happens. And that's what we know when you play your A plus game, we'll beat the shit out of anyone. Now you, Mm -hmm. you can't expect your A plus game like that. That's a once in a long time game, but just even the satisfaction of, I'm so glad it came, it came together Uh. for that team. Um, you know, really, really hats off to Ryan Day. They were, you could tell they were pissed and it meant something to them. There is no better, no better position for me to be in, especially in collegiate sports, than able to tell a bunch of kids, nobody believes in you. Had be, had Taking that underdog oh, yeah. mentality, just as a man, just to see how you measure up. Everybody does it. Everybody does it in day-to-day life. You measure up against your fellow guy. Where do I stack up in the world? And whenever you lose a game, you know you should have won last year. And the entire season, they focused on getting better and better. They would have ran through a fucking wall to get their hands on Clemson. Because at the end of the day, you've been challenged and you accepted the challenge. I'm so fucking proud of that team, man. Like that was probably one of my, one of the best games and favorite games I've ever watched. It was right up there with what's going on on Monday with that Mm 2014-15 Alabama Dude, I am so confident. I didn't have this confidence we, against Clemson.
0: If there's an eighty-five yard touchdown run from Trey Sermon, oh my god! Like we need to plaster our the the podcast name every possible place yes. that we can. Because have it's, to. It's happened again. Someone said uh, it best: if Trey mm-hmm.
1: Sermon shows up in a crop top, it's fucking over.
0: <laughs> Dude. He's been and he's, like he's got a chance So he's exceeding right now Zeke's two game, um, two game pace that he had in the Big Ten championship and the game against Alabama. <clears throat> and then he had what like two, he went
1: nuts against Oregon, 240,
0: 240 or something like that, 247, mm-hmm. I think, uh, against Oregon. So, like, I think the total was like 623 over those three games. Mm-hmm. And right now Trey Sermon's at, like, 520-something, I think. So he's got a really solid chance to exceed that, which I didn't think anybody would do. Like, that's an incredible three-game stretch, especially when, you know, he didn't really do a ton all year. He had, like, I think he had over 100 yards um, the game before Northwestern as well. But... it's just incredible to like watch what he's doing and like if he is if he is playing that same way and the line is able to make holes like that for him to run through against Alabama which is going to be a task cuz they're their, their defense, defense is much is better much better mm-hmm. much better than Clemson's um then i mean i don't know i don't know how you stop this team like i really don't because if they if the running game is just is operating at that high of a like level, that just opens everything up more for Justin Fields to he could throw for two hundred yards. But if Trey Sermon is also rushing for over two hundred yards, it's a good it's game. Tough, it's yeah, tough. And you're going to control a lot of clock with that. And that's what I think part of what we need to do against Alabama is control as much clock as we can, limit as limit their offense, offensive possessions. Uh, as I mean, as much as we can, gotta get pressure up the middle um, from Haskell Garrett. If we have Tommy Togi, which it's not appearing like we will, that's, a, that's hard. Deal, but you've got to have people like Terrence Vincent step up. You've got to have uh, the next man up mentality to make that stuff happen. We should then have Zach Harrison, Tyler Friday back. So I mean, there should be better pressure along the edges as well especially without Tyreek Smith, but um, defensive line has to win that battle. And like, did you see what Leatherwood said, their tackle? Mm -mm. He said, um, well, we're just going to come out, line up, and see if they want to play football. Okay. You do that. (laughs) You do that. Okay, yeah. You realize one of our dudes got shot in the face, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really what they
1: fucking think, though. They're very much like Clemson in that regard. They really do they, think... They
0: haven't said nearly as much as they what Clemson haven't. did. They haven't. But they've given little jabs. Nick Saban's daughter. Little pokes. Oh, dude. And like, okay, granted, I kind of feel bad for the girl. <laughs>
1: They went in after.
0: <laughs> I, I imagine, because she deleted her Twitter account. <laughs> she deleted it completely. Listen here. And I, and I know that she probably got death threats. For sure. Like, people were going off on her and I'm sure that's what it led to. And she issued an apology, whatever. I, I don't like, even want people to, that's so dumb. Yeah, I mean. It's sports. It's, it's, say what right. you want. Like, I'd probably say
1: the same shit. I just want Justin Fields to be healthy, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. So like her comments will definitely be fuel to the fire for sure, but also I kind of imagine like she got a call immediately from her father. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and like as pissed as he gets in the fourth quarter when he's up by like four touchdowns and a and a linebacker misses a tackle, I can
1: only like, imagine
0: what he imagine has to say. how pissed he was when he saw what she tweeted.
1: Can't even imagine. <laughs> they they really do they're really good here's the thing their defense is way better than Clemson's Mac Jones ain't Trevor Lawrence so like they I watched that entire no, Notre Dame no but Smith won the Heisman so here's the thing about <laughs> Devontae Smith I will lose my fucking mind if I watch Sean Wade try to guard him one-on-one. I will lose my absolute mind. There's no re- There's no way I- you're beating me. He gets the Megatron treatment that whenever it was back in the day. We'll line two fucking guys like a punt return up on you. You will not. You're not that fast. You're not some world beater. He, Dude, he weighs... Have you seen how little he was? I was shocked. That was like oh, the... F- yeah, he's small. He's, he's a small, small, small dude. He doesn't weigh 160 pounds. There's no way. There's no way. Now, he's faster than shit. And having said that, and he's a great route runner. I watched that entire Notre Dame game. I watched most of that Florida game. Excellent route runner. Probably the best route runner Alabama's ever had, and they've had some good ones. He's just a man. He's just a man, and everybody on that field is going to run a 4-4 as well. So when it comes down to it, you've got to blanket his ass.
0: Yeah, and here's my thing. I don't know that you necessarily line two up on him directly, but I think you roll over help from the safety. Because people are going to need it. Because he's, he's going to look for those beaters. I mean, it's the same. It's like the <clears throat> Jamison Williams on our team. Like, the fastest guy on the team. He's going to try and beat you over the top. If he beats you over the top, you're not going to catch him. It's a bomb throw. He's going to catch it, right? Now, Devontae Smith is a much better, like you said, route runner. He's much and more intelligent when it comes to <clears throat> knowing where he should be, where he needs to be, like in relation to his quarterback, in relation to what the defense is telling him and giving him. And he's, he's just better in kind of those intangibles. But what they want to do is they want to get him in space, if you can limit the amount of space that he has by rolling over somebody and help defense to make sure that he doesn't get over the top of you, to make sure that you've got somebody coming downhill on him if he does come underneath, then that helps. Um, but that it's almost like you have to dedicate a person to that, which then you worry about okay, if you're dedicating two people to him, somebody else is going to be open. That's why I said. I think you and I talked about it. You have to force somebody else to beat you. So I say you put Sean Wade on John Mechie. Is it John? I want to say it's John. We may have to contend with Jalen Waddell too. I don't think he plays though. If he just got back on the practice field, I don't know that there's any way that he plays a significant role. Mm -hmm. They might put him on there in situations, but I don't think they have him running more than 20 routes.
1: I don't know how he could. He can't be in shape. That's my big thing. I don't care if he's cleared to play. He ain't in shape. And so if you ain't in shape in the biggest game in the most important game, like everybody, all these well, other they, people are peaking yeah. right
0: now. They either do that or they put him in as a decoy. Mm-hmm. I just like, who knows what go. he looks like after that? Who knows what he looks like after his injury, right? I mean, that changes some aspect of your game. Like, right. at least for a short period of time. Like, you're not going to come in and just be the same player that you were the second you left when you come back. There is there is an adapting period there. But I'm not as worried about Jalen Waddle. So, like, if you put your best corner on their number two and lock that down and then have safety help with seven banks on Devontae Smith... I mean, that maybe that gives you the best chance. I don't know. Like, I just don't. I, I, if I, I agree with you. If I see like Sean Wade in man coverage, <laughs> I'll lose on my mind. Smith, and it'll work because they will score every single time that happens. I Fuck yeah, well. Sean Wade is, Sean Wade has played really well uh, for stretches, but he will get burnt, and he will get beat. And, it's just that
1: like, it's just what it is. He's not a number one cornerback. He's a nickel in the NFL. John Wade's a great yeah. third option for your cornerback on your team. He's a, he is a nickel by trait. He ain't your number one. And I don't really think we have a number one. The secondary, it's no secret is not as good as it's been. It's not, we don't have Okuda. We don't have Denzel Ward. We don't have <laughs> Marcus Lattimore. We don't have, you know, Eli Apple. These, these guys that you just stick on an Island out there. Um, it comes down to two things for me. It's pretty much the same exact shit that it came down to last week. We have got to get pressure. I don't care how good Devontae Smith is. We get pressure consistently. He ain't getting time to throw those deep balls and deep shots. So pressure is the most important thing to me. As far as the offense, I mean, we are clicking on all cylinders there. Just do what you do. Just do what you do. Get pressure. I don't care less if the back end holds up. If we get pressure and we can give Fields time, that's all we got to do. Yep. Got to be it. able to
0: pass protect. Got to be able to keep the pocket clean. Fields has to make the quick reads mm-hmm. and quick decisions that he He got made. the ball out of his hands in very quick
1: of, last week. It, I noticed in terms that. terms
0: of getting it out quick, throwing it away, or taking off. Mm-hmm. One, of those, one of those three things because – He's gonna have to do that a lot and if he doesn't and he makes a couple misreads or mistakes in that in that department, then we could be in trouble. We could um, because they will take advantage if given the opportunity, um, they will absolutely be able to take advantage from an offensive perspective to go up multiple scores. And then you're playing catch up, and we do not, we do not want to play catch up with Alabama.
1: How I look at this game in game theory, it is, is we have to keep it within striking distance at all times because exactly that mm-hmm. I don't. I, we can't get down twenty-one to three or something like that. Like I just, it can't happen. So, mm-hmm. kind of what we did last week, kind of giving a synopsis and and my prediction of the game. I think it's. See, I can see us getting out to a fast start this game. Like, and... By fast start, I mean like I could I could see us definitely being up after the first quarter. It's going to be really interesting because this is a better football team overall, um, and it's going to be interesting because like they have a little bit of revenge. Because trust me, we did a lot of gloating when we whipped their ass mm-hmm. five years ago. So Saban and them remember that. They they definitely know. You know they've they've got a little bit of some angst, I'm sure as well that they want to play us um, at the same time. We have the we, we have gotten the proverbial burden off our shoulders by beating Clemson. I consider this season a success based on that. Now, let's go out there and win the whole damn thing. So you can play loose. You don't, I don't think we're gonna be nervous like we were. I thought we would be last game. Like I don't think we are gonna be with that win. That changed a lot of stuff. So you can out there and be aggressive. You can out there be out there and go for some risks, throw some deep shots again. I I just have this weird confidence, and I have all week. I think we're going to beat them, and I think we're going to beat their ass. I think it's going to be more than 14 points. I'm going to give a prediction that I think the total is like 78. It's high as yeah. shit. So they think there's going to be a lot of points. I'm going to say Ohio State <laughs> 42. 42 on an Alabama team. I'm going to say 42 to 20 seven 42, 27. I think we kicked their ass.
0: I don't okay i I agree with you in some of that. I think that we do come out um I think we have a first quarter lead. <clears throat> I think it'll be probably like 14, 7, 14 10 somewhere in that range after one. um I think they close the gap in the second quarter. And I think it'll be twenty-one to seventeen. Ohio State. Like we keep we keep a lead, but they've closed some, some ground 14 7 to 21 17, right? <clears throat> and then I think they take a third quarter lead. Um pull ahead a little bit, get a little bit of confidence. They we've seen the adjustments. Nick Sabin is master adjuster. You know, he's gonna be able to take advantage of some some changes um after halftime i think um but i agree i have this weird confidence (laughs) that and i and i felt this way last last week against clemson um even being what we were seven and a half point favorites i think it got up to eight (coughs) or uh dogs yeah and just like thinking like man we're just going to win this outright. And it was like plus 250, and I think it's like plus 235 now outright. Um, and I feel good about that. And it's weird because, I, I mean, I didn't want to play Alabama because... Oh, I definitely would Alabama, want to play Notre Dame, yeah. Now, now looking at, okay, what well, Florida was able to do to him, right? And they were able to close pretty close in, in the late comings of that game. Uh, Notre Dame kept it closer in the second half, and I think they uh, they get credit for it. Hey, Jim. Um, and so I think this team is absolutely beatable if you take advantage where you can. And it starts with the line. If the offensive and defensive lines of Ohio State can uh just hold their ground you know protect the pocket get pressure that opens up everything else and that opens up our playmakers that limits their playmakers that's everything that we need to do so it starts there if that can happen I still think it's close I don't think we beat their ass (laughs) that's where I disagree with you Uh, I don't think we beat them handily but I, I, I think it's more comfortable than the score would indicate it's kind of similar to what um, twenty fourteen would be, uh-huh. in my opinion, because that score was what it was like forty two to thirty five. Yeah, because of the late the late bomb mm. that they threw. Um, I think it's similar to that, but my prediction will be <clears throat> Ohio State forty five. Alabama, 38. Damn.
1: Points, points, points.
0: Ain't going to be I, many I, stops. I don't think we're going to be able to. I mean, we gave up 28 to Clemson. Hmm. And I, this Alabama offense is much better. Like say what you want, Mac Jones isn't Trevor Lawrence. No, he's not, but he still finished third in the Heisman voting. <laughs> so, it's true. Like, and he's got weapons on weapons on weapons. Um, Najee Harris finished what fifth? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're able to bottle him up. That's I'm not worried shown, about him. Can yeah, be, can be ha- can be proven. So, I think Travis Etienne is a better running back than him, anyways. For but, sure. Um, yeah. That's my 45-38. to I think we're going to win. 8-0, 8-0, Natty Champs.
1: 8-0, National Champs. I just have That's this weird, weird, weird feeling, man. I've been smiling all week. I've been super, super excited for it. I took uh, I took Tuesday off work. Took Tuesday off work about a month or two ago. I'm excited to be able to announce on the show next week, National
0: Champs. Mm. So, that'll be it. Oh, a- man. So if is so if it happens, I want both of us, we both, okay. Champagne. We're popping a fresh bottle of champagne like that. on the show and we're drinking the whole bottle on the show.
1: Shit, then we have to do this on <laughs> then we're gonna have to film it like <laughs> damn. If you want to do that, we gotta film it on Tuesday then.
0: I'm down. Tuesday, we'll Tuesday in like the after. You want to do it in the after since you're off? Yeah, that's what I was going to we'll say. Earlier. Yeah,
1: that's how it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be.
0: Hey, how long does it take you to drink a bottle of champagne? Come on. I'm just saying. Turn into an I, alcoholic I, I, already. You're almost 30. Wednesday. God, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm closer to 30 than you, so fuck you. Damn, that sucks. Going to be 30. Haley's I got already 30. Damn, ma'am. No, I'm sorry. She's 29 the second time.
1: The second time. Ah, nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right, buddy. Big mm. week. Big week. God, dude. Five days. Five days. I count Monday as an entire day because we have to wait until the evening. Definitely is. So I count that.
1: Me
0: too. Um, Exciting week of playoffs. We of week. Count it on one hand. See what happens with the Titans and the Browns. Could be a good weekend for the both of us, too. If, if Titans win, Browns win, Buckeyes win. Oh, God.
1: We need to go play some water.
0: We might finish that bottle in fucking 20 minutes. You ain't lying, baby. (laughs) All right, buddy. Hey, go clean, enjoy yourself. Oh well. As much as you can. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'll see you, man. (laughs) Love you, buddy. Love you too. Cheers. Cheers. for listening to this episode of 85 yards if you like what you heard be sure to comment like download and subscribe to this episode along with all of our other episodes by searching 85 yards on apple podcasts google podcasts and spotify And as always cheers